Arrested, then gonna read chapter 14 of the Detectives and Tovis. So here I go. When Lucius had finished his story, his friends gazed at him in silence. They did not know whether to be awed or to burst out laughing. What a wild tale! How were they to believe it? On the other hand, there were the things he they he had brought back with him. Rufus' cloak, which was still wet, and his own lantern. Apparently, he was not telling tales, in which case he was a hero of deserving great respect. They were in their secret cave, sitting by, sitting on a rickety boxes, around a table on whose cracked marble top and candle were was burning playing one day on on the Esquiline hill Esquiline hill they had come across this roomy cave in the rock and had currently appropriated it for their own use it was their official headquarters there here they met whenever they had anything important to discuss, and there they hid what it seemed wise to keep out of sight for a short while. One dark corner was filled with old junk which they had collected around town, and which they intended to use someday to furnish their cave. Over the entrance they had hugged and tattered old rug to serve as a curtain. Publius was the first to express his debuts debuts of Musius' tale. You mean to tell us you spent the entire night locked up in the baths of Diana? He asked so slowly. You can ask the superintendent if you don't believe me, Musius replied, affronted. What did your your folks say about your being out all night? Flavius asked timidly. I was lucky, Musius said. They were at the theater yesterday afternoon, and afterwards they went to a party. So they came home late and slept late in the morning. Only our doorkeeper saw me this morning, and he won't tell on me. If I had owned, if I had known you were going to stay at Lucas, I would have stayed too. Until you said, I didn't stay by choice. Misha said. I was trapped there when you idiots slammed the door behind you. Would Lucas have done anything bad to you? Flavius asked. That I can't say, Lucius replied. But snakes were crawling, crawling all over the place. Uh, and I didn't like that. I would have stabbed Lucas with my dagger. dagger Antonius boasted. If you hadn't fallen down dead from first, from fright first, Publius mocked him. Quiet, 
All this is beside the point," Julius interrupted. In interrupted them. Interpolated. Interrupted. Interrupted them. He he pushed the candle aside, leaned across the table, and and looked seriously into Misha's face. So your idea is that Rufus spent his fatal night locked up in the back to Diana too? He asked. I've explained the whole thing to you, Misha said impatiently. Rufus must have gone to see Lucas when. When he must have jumped into the baths of Diana in the in the morning, when the superintendent opened the door, he scudded out and ran away. And 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 the only way he could have got in at was the way I did. Through the skylight in the ceiling, that must have been between the between and first and second hours of the night, when there was still enough water in the pool. If he'd jumped half an hour later, he would have broken his neck. So Rufus is in innocent. He could have not written on the temple wall. But what made him visit Lucas? Flavius asked. The gods alone know that, Nicias said. All I know is that if he was inside of the baths of Diana, he could only have got there by crossing roofs from Lucas' house. Lucas' house is is the only one around. That is a、uh, is a high as baths. What Musius says makes sense, Julius said, and excitedly. Remember Rufus' clothes we, that we found under his bed? They were soaking wet. So there, Musius burst out, pleased by th- this support. They were wet because he jumped into the pool. At the baths, Diana. We must do something at once, Julia said. But what? Flavius asked. We'll go see Livia and tell her all about it. What can Livia do? Flavius asked. She herself said that she is powerless. The prefect of the city won't receive her because he knows that the emperor is the own on the. Peritonius. Then we have to go to the emperor himself. Flavius resumed. If the emperor orders Rufus release, that's all there is to do. It. What a bold idea! What do you know? Publius jeered. Flavius is turning into a hero in this old age. What? That isn't a bad idea," Misha said. "We, we can, we can prove to the emperor that Rufus is innocent. It, it's not that as easy as all that," Ju- Julia said. 
He dropped his voice and went on a whisper. The emperor is heavily guarded. He he li- he lives li- lives in fear that someone will try to kill him. You don't get admitted just like that. You have to ask for an audience, and and that can take days. I know what we can do, Antony said with a wild conspiratorial conspiratorial expression. What? The others asked soliloquy. Antonia's suggestions were apt to be pretty crazy. We'll write him a letter. Antonius rapped out. He can't be scared of a letter. The others were stunned. For once, Antonius proposal was sensible. They could leave a letter at the place palace, and it would surely be delivered to the emperor at once. But who is going to write it? Flavius asked. You, of course, Publius said. And you have the best handwriting in the class. For once, it will come. For once, it will come in handy. Flavius protested, but but was voted down. What shall I write on? He complained. That's easy, Flavius said, taking taking a parchment roll out from under his toga. Here is a book of Cicero's orations. I don't like to part with it, but we'll use the back for the letter. It's fairly clean. Flavius had objections. A letter on the back of a book. What will the emperor think? He's likely to read the book and not the letter. The emperor is smarter than you are, Musius said firmly. We can, can't can take the time now to go look, looking for the paper, for paper or wax tablets. This is an emergency. The emperor will understand. Just cross out the writing uh, of the book. But Julius would not hear of that. No, don't cross it out, he pleaded. That would be a pity, and besides, the emperor might be annoyed. He he thinks of the world of Cicero, and so he'll be pleased to get the book. Go ahead and write on the back. There's no harm in it. Come on. But I still don't know what to write, Flavius said miserably. I'll dictate you, Julius offered. Flavius sat down at the table, unrolled the parchment, smoothed it out, placed the candle beside it, and picked up a charcoal pencil. Then he waited for Julius' dictation. Julius paced up and down pondered. Finally, he stopped behind Flavius and began. Dear Emperor, but that was as far as he got. 
Musius and Polish instantly pounced on him. What? That's not the proper solution for for the emperor, Musius said. Then what is it? Julius asked, offended. I know, Antonius burst out. Divine, merciful, glorious, revered, all-knowing emperor. That's too much, Musius said. They quarreled about how to how the emperor ought to be addressed. Then they debated about every sentence as it was dictated to Flavius. And finally, they argued about in the signature. It took almost an hour before the letter was completed. But at last, they were satisfied with it. And Flavius had to read it aloud several times. Most revered, most revered divine emperor, Flavius read, we are petitioning for mercy for Rufus, son of Petronius. He is in prison accused for having written ties as a dumbbell on the temple wall of, uh, on the wall of the temple of Minerva, which is dictated to you. Rufus is innocent, for he was locked up in the baths of Diana all night. He jumped into the pool, though, uh, through an opening in the roof. That must have have been between the first and second hours of the night. If he had had jumped in. There, there was no water there. He could, he would have been dead in the morning and could not have run away. The superintendent leaves all leaves at night and comes back in the morning. Meanwhile, he drains the water and locks the door. Rufus was in there and could not get out. He ran past the superintendent. In the morning, the superintendent thinks it was Musius, but Musius knows it was Rufus, for the superintendent found Musius' lantern in the pool, but Rufus had the lantern with him, not Musius. The two policemen said that Caius, that Caius' dumbbell was not on the temple wall before the fifth hour of the night. They now... They know that for certain because that that's the hour when they always get hungry and eat bread and figs and drink wine. The police always tell the truth. But Caius is a dumbbell was on the temple wall before dawn. At that time Rufus was still locked in the baths of Diana. That should prove that Rufus doesn't go around desecrating temples. Therefore, we throw ourselves at your feet and ask for mercy for our friend Rufus, the pupils of the Shanta school. Flavius stopped out of breath. Couldn't be clearer, Musius said, rubbing his hands with delight. Now... We must hurry and deliver the letter to the palace. 
Julia said, Hold on. Haste make, makes waste, Publius warned. Something else occurs to me. What about Scribonius? What do you mean? Anto- uh, uh, Musius said uneasily. Scribonius is most famous handwriting expert in Rome, Publius said. If Scribonius maintains that the writing is genuine, it's genuine. Hmm, Julius murmured. He and he began squinting at Musius out of the corners of his eyes. Antonius and Fabius were also assailed by debut once more. One or the other was telling the truth. Scribonius or Musius? But Scribonius was a famous scholar, and Musius was just a classmate. Musius sat down on the box again, proposed his his head on his clenched fists, and started into space. Maybe you only dreamed it all, Antonius said. I have funny dreams sometimes too. Last night I dreamed I was a pirate and fell into a water and I would have drowned in a dolphin if a dolphin hadn't. Furious Musius leaped to his feet and and stuck Rufus' wet cloak under Antonius' nose. There! Did I dream that? He shouted. And what about the lantern I found in the back to Diana? The cloak smells bad, Antonius gasped, half, half smoothered. When, then don't talk in such nonsense, Musius said. Rufus is innocent. That isn't a dream. That is the truth. But then who did the writing on the temple? Julius asked. The emperor will want to know that too. I can't know who wrote on the temple, Musius replied. But besides himself, beside himself. But somebody must have copied Rufus' handwriting. But who? Julius repeated stubbornly. Maybe it was a ghost, Antonius said. At that moment, there was a crashing noise in the dark corner of the cave, and a sullen voice said, It was me. The boys whirled around in, in fright. From back of the piles of junk, Julius emerged. He clambered over an, an unturned barrel. It was the one who wrote Caius's number on the temple wall, he said, scrawling at the boys. So that was so that was chapter fourteen. Bye guys, see you later. See you later, see you later, see you later. Bye guys.